Welcome. You're listening to Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the podcast that pulls back the curtains in your mind. We like to shed a little light on why you're thinking what you're thinking. Everyone has a choice in life, in what and how they think. Together, we're going to focus on high-functioning habits. There is no more time to live with any sort of regret. Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the inspirational podcast for the inspired. Let's get into today's show with your host, Shelley R. Shearer. Hello, world. Shelley Rose Shearer here, and welcome to the show. How often are you letting the universe have its way and you just stand back and say, I don't really understand it, but I'll roll with it? Hmm? Well, I think we all need to do a little more often. So as you, most of you, my regular listeners know, this is something I've been working on for a couple of years now, uh, getting more in touch with my higher self, opening up myself spiritually, trying to, you know, accepting that religion is really like kindergarten for humans. It's a good starting point, but you really kind of need to move past that and keep growing. Uh, at least that's, you know, that's my take on it. You don't have to agree with me, but that's how I feel about it. And more and more when things happen, I just go, hmm, well, there's a lesson here or something I, I don't know yet. And here's two examples because it is kind of funny. And one is very, just very stupid, uh, but it still applies. So last Saturday, I went to pick up uh, another little foster dog. Now, they're a week late. So once again, as when three months ago, when I took one, uh, I have a dinner party that night. And you know what? Some days it's just it is what it is. So it's like, all righty then. So I head on out to, actually my vet is the vet for this particular Black Dog Rescue Society of BC. And so I'm heading to, to my vet, actually, waiting for these animals. And they brought in a whole bunch of this, them this time. But on my drive out there, and it's about 30 minutes from my house, it's a bit of a drive, but I just had this overwhelming feeling that I should take two dogs. My husband, I thought, would kill me, but all I was thinking to myself was I know they had got me a nice little medium-sized one, a 25-pounder, because my husband doesn't really like the little tiny dogs. And so I mentioned it to the uh, owner of the society, and she says, okay, well, when the new dogs come in, I'll get you something a little bit bigger. Sounds great. But I'm driving out, and I'm thinking to myself, do you know what? The next two weeks are pretty good. If she's got a little one that she doesn't have a foster for yet, I mean, for all I know, they were all fostered out, but I didn't know one way or the other. I just thought to myself, it just, all of a sudden it came across upon my spirit and I went, okay, well, that's fine. If they have another little one, I'll say yes. And hopefully my husband won't kill me. So I arrive and I get parked and I, it is the places packed, not like when last time they pulled in the last 50 dogs that they had uh, spoken for or had committed to uh, because she wasn't going to do this again over the summer. And the place, yeah, two whole sprinter vans full of, of uh, cages arrive. So sure enough, I, I go and I talk to Cindy. I'd never met her before. And she recognized me walking across the parking lot, which was kind of funny because we see, we, we uh, connected on Facebook. And she's, she says, yeah, I am, I've got a handful of dogs that don't have fosters. If you want another little one, could you take Marcos? I said, sure. Now, just as a segue, it was kind of a gong show that day. And the fact that the dog they had originally for me, they sent me home with the wrong dog. Instead of a four-year-old sort of medium-sized little girl, they sent me home with a six-month-old puppy that was a boy. Now, we didn't all kind of catch it at first because it was crazy, and she's like, I don't know why this dog's name is Vicky, but it's here's the dog. So 
I take it home and I'm just about pulling in my driveway and I get a call and I'm like, I have the wrong dog, don't I? She goes, yes. I says, yeah, I was halfway home and I realized this dog's a puppy. Didn't even realize it at the time because it's just over my back seat. I had to literally stop the car and clip it to the back of my car. I have a, a pet bed back there, like one of those big gussety things that keeps the mess back there and my dog in place. She is just, she, he, he is literally just over the back of it, trying to snuggle into my neck, like total puppy behavior. And I'm like, yeah, something's not quite right here. So anyways, I get home. The dog is so nervous. It makes a mess and it poops and steps in it. So I'm bathing all these dogs. And then this lady that actually has my dog came and brought me my foster and took the puppy home with her. So it was a crazy day. I still had to go to this dinner party and I had to make soft tortilla shells from scratch. So while I'm doing that, my husband and his buddy from down the street, one of our best friends, comes up and they're unloading the Costco shop and, honey, I know you're, this is freaking you out. What can we do to help? So they get all the chores done while I'm sitting doing this and then they sit with a beer and are playing with these dogs. Well, my neighbor takes, spends five minutes with this little Vicky uh, and just falls in love. Now, his wife is away on a girls weekend and I'm thinking, oh, Darren, honey. I says, I tell you what, the dogs have got to be babysat tonight anyways. You take her home for the evening for me. I will leave my little one downstairs with one of my students because uh, she said she would do that. And we'll either pick her up tonight at 11, 1130 or we'll grab her in the morning and, and you just let us know what she wants us to do. Well, by the time we got home, he's texting saying, nope, she's staying here with me. I'm in love. Okay. Next morning, I'm pretty sure we're going to keep her. We just got to convince my wife. So I head down with the bag of food that was given me by the society and check in with them. And that little dog has just taken ownership of our friend's property. In fact, unfortunately, her and my dog got into a scrap. They were fine at my house. Uh, and I think it was just territorial. It's no big deal. They'll make friends in a week or two. We just need everyone to settle into their new lives. And they're just, they're so stressed. You got to remember, these dogs are coming from sometimes terrible situations. And these little ones that I've been taking this last couple months, um, other than one of them, have all come from the same hoarding situation of 159 animals that the authority stepped in in Tijuana took the dogs, they've been placed into shelters, and vets have, have looked after them, then they went into shelters, uh, both across the border and in Mexico, and so now here we are, this is January, and now here we are in June, and the last of them are coming into Canada that uh, our society spoke for. So you can imagine, they have been in shelters, they've been in cages, they've been traveling for five or six days, you know, <laughs> That's, it's tough. And in a hoarding situation, they are not getting the love and affection that they need and want because the person is mentally ill. Anyways, he, she just made up her mind. So it's kind of funny. So there I am. My husband did not give me one bit of stress when he saw these two dogs when he came home from his errands. He's just looking at me like, I'm so sorry. I just felt, I just felt so bad. And then 12 hours one of them's already gone and I've just got the little teeny one. So the universe sometimes speaks to us. It knows. And by the way, when my girlfriend got home from her weekend, we thought she'd be a hard sell. I walked down in the evening and she's curled up on the couch spooning this dog going, oh no, this little thing's going nowhere. We're renaming it Daisy, but this dog's going nowhere. So they've adopted it. They've paid for it. They've got a new pet. And we're very excited because they uh, lost their dog two and a half years ago when we lost our other dog. And, um, 
just there hasn't been a good fit and they didn't want another purebred because they've had some really tough time with those ones and they didn't want another tiny tiny dog their last little one jet was was quite little they wanted more of just a little bit more activity and a little medium so it's exciting last night i'm making dinner I don't know what I was doing. I put too much potato starch in with the butter and the cream and my cheese sauce thickened like into paste. So I have literally made two to three times more sauce than I need because I had to water it all down and then add more cheese and get the flavoring and the saffron all in it. And I'm like, okay, I don't know what I was doing here. So we clean up, we have dinner. I was making seafood pasta and I put everything in the fridge and I get up this morning. My godchildren and his buddies are all coming for dinner tonight for Uncle Keith's Traeger barbecue chicken. Okay, it's kind of a thing. They've been eating it for years. They love it. Well, they also love this broccoli bake that I've done in the past that's got this cheese sauce all over it. Yep, you guessed it. I looked in the fridge and went, oh, thank you, Lord. I Dinner is looked after. <laughs> okay, potatoes are just getting rolled in spices and olive oil and roasted. Chickens are all on the Traeger. Broccoli's being lightly steamed and then covered in cheese sauce and placed in the oven to bake. Woohoo! Isn't that funny though? It's something so stupid, so simple. And there are big things in life that these happen to me as well. But the reason I'm telling you two small little stories that are sort of just inconsequential inco is the word I'm looking for. And you think, okay, that, that's just coincidence. It could happen to anybody. But the reason I'm telling you this is no. I've brought myself to a point where even the big things, I'm just like, where's the lesson? Or what's here that I don't know about? What's the benefit here that I just can't see it? Or what was I just saved from? When we open ourselves up to what our, the universe can supply to us, what God in his infinite wisdom, what our team and the spirits that help look after us. And, you know, the, the law of attraction is not about uh saying you want something to thin air it's energetic it's it is about the god universe and the fact that what the universe wants what you want for yourself the universe wants for you as well but we limit ourselves and we we carry our it right into our dna the mistakes and the stuff from our past and our parents and our grandparents and the limiting beliefs we were raised with and our insecurities and our and we judge the world based on the the training we've been given that things should all be fair and and you know there shouldn't be mean parents and bad things well you know what that's that's a very actually inaccurate and in some aspects for me very naive way of looking at the world and it's how i believed for a lot of years but what if that wasn't the way it really was what if we're just down here to learn lessons what if we're to become more than we're allowing ourselves to become? And I don't mean going out and earning money and being rich and famous. I just mean your 80 years experience on this little blue ball blowing around in space in a universe that's in a galaxy that is part of the infinite world that there are more universes and galaxies than we could even put a name to. Don't you think we need to quit thinking small and thinking we're alone? And thinking that everything's just a coincidence when in fact, when we open ourselves up, when we start looking at possibilities, that there is more, just so much more. I'm very grateful that I've done this work the last couple of years because right now in Canada, which is where I'm from, if you're a new listener, 
we have some serious issues. We have a government in power that's entirely corrupt. They're they're basically just bringing in fascism and uh, and communism into our country. We have a prime minister that what isn't didn't even live in Canada. He's just young and good looking. Well, people say he is, and he's leading us down a road that is just appalling for for how we have lived for for many many years in this country. And I get very I was getting very worried because he's coming after our homes, he's coming after our money and our savings, our RSPs because we're broke. Canada's a trillion dollars in debt and we are a country of just under 40 million people. That's insane kind of debt for the amount of people that we have. And we're not allowing any of our natural resources like oil and gas and a lot of other things to be developed because that's not the agenda of, you know, the UN and the one world government that so many of these elite want to bring in. So the rest of us are sitting here going, what if, what if I lose my house? What if, you know what? There's a part of me that just sort of relaxed the other day and thought, just like the discrepancies that were in my, in my household growing up in the, I guess some people would call it unfair between my sister and I, really it's just that she had different lessons to learn than me. I didn't come into this world in this lifetime to be supported financially. She did. She had different lessons to learn. And now we've lost her husband and my wonderful brother-in-law. And her lessons are fast-tracking. Things that I dealt with in my 20s, she's dealing with in her 50s. But the lessons are still being learned. It's never too late. And maybe that was the timeline it needed to happen. And it needed to happen for me like this because if if things had been more fair... I wouldn't have done my growth. I just would have coasted along going, yeah, this is a good life and, you know, da-da-da, and my parents, this and that. And But that wasn't the case. I had to learn to come to terms with the fact that I had lessons to learn here. They can only be taught a certain way. And I sometimes wonder, is that why my brother-in-law chose to leave when he did? Because his work here was done. I don't sub- subscribe to the Christian attitude that God took him home. I don't believe that at all. I truly do not believe that God is up there cherry-picking people to take to heaven. I just don't. I'm sorry. I don't even really believe that heaven is sort of this mystical place in the clouds that we're taught in Sunday school. I have a very different attitude of sort of energetically how that all works, but that's for another day. So he chose to leave and now because she's now strong enough to learn the lessons. Maybe she wasn't when she was younger. I don't know. Maybe there were other lessons she had to learn. She raised three girls. Um, I don't know that it's not my place to comment or judge on that. It's just my place to observe. But now we have this great relationship, her and I, and I'm helping her with her accounting and we work together. We work together to look after our mother. We work together to, to keep the family together and to have meaning in our lives and to help each other. The rest of it, I've just let go. And she said something to me the other day because Angela has never worried for anything. And part of that is she's never had to because it's come quite easy. But at the same token, she has a much better mentality about it than I do. Because her attitude is, why are you worrying about something that's out of your control? She's not wrong. She's not wrong. If the Canadian government continues down this terrible role... Uh, road and the whole world follows suit in this one world government nonsense that's going on. It's hard to say what's going to happen in 5, 10, 15 years. I do not know. I don't have a crystal ball. All I know is I have food on my table and a roof over my head. And all of my stress, 
and worry that I won't have enough or I won't be able to leave a legacy to my children through inheritance and this sort of thing, that may not be their, their journey. These are self-imposed, what's the words I'm looking for? Wants, needs, expectations that I imposed on myself. Well, that's not entirely true. A lot of times when we have these feelings, they're, they're actually imposed on us by our parents. And mine was. We were raised with certain expectations that this is, you know, there's an estate for us to manage and we need to learn to look after money and not just dwindle it all away and ensure the next generation has a house as well. But I have lots of friends that just don't believe inheritance at all. Their parents may be poor or they just really believe that it's, that's theirs. If they give it away to charity, it's fine. I wasn't raised that way. Therefore, I don't believe, I didn't believe that way. So changing that mindset has been a little painful and required a whole lot of growth. But what if, what if the day I die and leave this world, I own absolutely nothing, can't take it with me, and I've left my children nothing? Is, is there something wrong with that? And if you're thinking in your head and you're talking to your windshield right now, listening to this podcast and your immediate knee-jerk reaction is, well, yes, and you get all self-righteous, I'd actually observe your reaction, not my words. Because that is where limiting beliefs come from and how they're taught to us. We have expectations in how people should and shouldn't behave, what should and shouldn't happen. Instead of accepting that, what is, is. And it was meant to be for our lives. Now, I get the cutest little surprises every now and then. And I can't even explain them sometimes. So I got one yesterday. This beautiful big blue box shows up. And Keith is addressed to me. Keith lays it in the kitchen and says, it was for you. I just, I didn't open it. We have respect like that in our marriage. Although nine times out of ten, I wouldn't care. But it's like, just in case it was a gift. Uh, We've kind of said, you know, Don't open parcels when they come unless I've asked you to because it could be something for you. What was inside was a gift from Amex Business because Amex has been in my business card for like, I guess, almost 25 or 30 years. And their loan department, I guess, is doing a marketing campaign. And they sent me this funky little coffee cup that is called an Ember, E-M-B-E-R, You charge it on a charging plate, and then when you make a cup of coffee and it's fully charged, it keeps your coffee warm in the cup. So I've got the bottom of it is like almost a solid inch of not cup space, just a battery pack or something's in there. Guys, I've been sipping the same cup of coffee for 30 minutes and it's still warm. I mean, it's still hot actually. Okay, I know that's such a silly little thing. But you know what? I learned years ago to just accept what was coming to me. And where this came from was friends. And it's a little bit like the other stuff we just spoke about, about just allowing the universe and asking in every situation, don't question, just go with the flow. And that was a girlfriend, you know, I have a a gift of hospitality and of service. So I always threw, you know, lovely parties every year, invited all my friends and work acquaintances and clients, things like that. I mean, there'd be sometimes over a hundred people in our home And my husband and I loved it. I did it for years as a single person in my business. And then when I married him, he was happy to carry that on with me because he as well has the same gifts as I do. Those two anyways. Well, 
when I got sick, that has gone away. So now I've had to accept that that was a, a period in my life and that that time is over. I do not, I no longer want to cater to 100 people. I'm not even sure I could, to be perfectly honest. I just can't, I, it, it's very stressful. I, I don't, I just don't want to. Let's just leave it at that. I don't want to be stressed out and multitasking like that anymore because I've spent years now letting go of that need to produce and that need to be busy. You following me? So these, when someone gives me something, I've had to learn to just graciously say thank you. And what it was, was a girlfriend getting after me once that wanted to bring me a Christmas gift from my godchildren, who are coming to dinner tonight, by the way, who are grown adults now. But ever since they were little, my girlfriend has given us a gift from the godchildren. And I used to get very bothered by it. It's like, honey, you don't need to do this because we don't swap gifts. I am not a shopper and it's not my thing. So I don't want a dozen people to shop for. Some people just love that. I know tons of them. So I have girlfriends that are like this. But it's just not my thing. I'd rather cook for you, have an event with you, take you somewhere. I'm all about being present and being uh, there personally than over gifts. It's just, it's not my love language. It's probably part of it as well. However, she said to me, she says, you do so much for other people that you don't even think is doing because it's just so part of your nature. Let us do these things and you need to learn to just say thank you. Ooh. And she, yes, she did use a little tone. So I did. And now when things come, I just say thank you. So I have no intention of taking an Amex business loan, but as their marketing department chose to send me this fantastic mug, uh, an ember. I don't know if they're very expensive. They probably are not cheap. It is very cool. And I thoroughly love it. It does probably mean I'm going to have to hand wash this. But if you saw it, you would want to hand wash it too. It's, you know, kind of a lovely hard ceramic and it just doesn't even look like something that you'd want to put in the dishwasher. So let it flow. There is so much in life that we can be more happy about and more accepting about if we quit having shoulds, coulds, and expectations. I have an expectation that people should behave decently. Okay, clearly I am disappointed quite often. People sometimes are just awful. Now I have a little more grace to say, well, maybe as well, they have lessons to learn here and they just haven't learned them yet. And so I'm the one that got in the middle of it. I had someone's dog attack me or attack my dog who then pulled me over my bike. I think I told this story a, a few weeks back while we were camping and the person did not even walk out from their, from their campsite to apologize or to see how I was. Just let me lay there in the road bleeding with my husband coming up behind me, losing his mind. And I just said, you know, leave it alone. You're not going to change ignorance. And if someone is so embarrassed that they won't even come and apologize or see how I am, then they've got some lessons to learn and their road, their journey ahead is, they got enough on their plate, man. Because <laughs> the universe will keep bringing you the same lesson over and over again until you learn it. So my advice to you today is let it flow. I'm not the end-all be-all expert on these subjects. My job here is to introduce you to different ways of thinking. But I bet you if you go do a little research on the internet, you will come up with teachers and coaches and and book writers who can go into depth on these types of subjects. But today I just encourage you to listen to that tiny voice, to accept when your spirit is calm and says yes, versus when it's 
going a little glitchy and you're like, yeah, something about this doesn't feel right, walk away. You can analyze the crap out of it later, listen to your intuition. And let the universe bring you stuff. It's fine. Or people, or in this case, a dog. <laughs> it's there. What you want for yourself, the universe wants for you as well. Have a great day, everyone, and I'll catch you on the flip side. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda. Stay connected with us directly through livingwellwithshell.com and Instagram at livingwellwithshell. If you would like to speak with us, please send us an email through Shelley at livingwellwithshell.com. And as always, thank you for pushing your mindset towards a better reality. This concludes the most thought-provoking portion of your day. Thank you. And remember, willpower will only get you so far if you don't have a plan.